Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Podcast episode number two hundred and fifty-one, and I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, Dimitric. Hi, host number three, Doctor Corey Petty. What's up, guys? It's been a week. Not much, man. You know, Corey, I'm proud of you, man. You didn't used to like. You didn't used to buy into your own awesomeness with Doctor Corey Petty for the longest time. You were like, I'm just Corey Petty, and now you're like, look, I I own this shit. Am I a bohemian? Oh, wait, you're not wearing the bohemian I, sweater. I literally only do that for this podcast. Nothing else. What? Word? For podcasting? I only do it for podcasting. I never say I'm a doctor anywhere else. You mean you don't walk around with a t-shirt on that says, I'm a doctor? Uh, nope. <laughs> oh. I oftentimes, I oftentimes tell my wife to trust me I'm a doctor on things that have nothing to do with what I got my doctor in for, for comedic value. That's about it. <laughs> Even Mr. Robotnik wants to let you know that he went got his PhD before he fights Sonic. So does so does mm-hmm. Doctor Evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe Doctor Doom does this as well. I'm seeing a oh. pattern. People that own up to their PhDs are evil. Yeah. See how that goes. Don't forget uh, Doctor <laughs> Willy from it's Mega all, Man. It's all it's all part of my. Deep-seated knowledge that you can't tell people you're a doctor, otherwise you're evil. This may be be, be personal, but do you ever use that in a flirtatious way with your lady? Or are you like, hey, girl, let me let me study you. You know I can study. No, but I do refer to my member as, <laughs> as my PhD piece. My PhD? That's abrasive. <laughs> but it gets the job done. It's clever. I appreciate cleverness. Girl, I'm gonna write a dissertation on your hips. She doesn't quite appreciate the cleverness, but I do. So it's all matters. That is all that matters. Somebody, as long as one of the people in the relationship is, you know, is it that is it the same way for you and your your wife, Cello? Where it's as long as one of you is laughing, it's appropriate. I don't care if she laughs. <laughs> the The joke is funny, and it doesn't matter whether you laugh or not. All right. So uh, how was you guys' weeks? It was very busy. Every week is very busy. Uh, it was not busy for me. I played a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> so nice. Busy doing it, side quests. Is that um, ga- is that game good or? Uh, it's just it's open. It's a it's open world, so it's big time sink. It's okay. Open world. Those open world games. There's a lot of stuff you can't do. You can do anything you want in this one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got That's time for that. Ain't nobody got time for I that. I do. That's what I'm saying. I, I have the time. <laughs> How many times would do you jump from the top of buildings just to do that slow motion flip and hear the bird? No, a lot. A lot. That's the only reason I ever played Assassin's Creed. It's like, oh, do the skydive from the top of a building. Other than that, the game's kind of, yeah. So... Someone brought something up, I think, yesterday in the Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if I can find it. But I think it was something like um, one of these exchanges got hacked, and they're like all their cold oh, yeah, wallet, right. all their cold wallet funds are just gone. And I made a comment. I just know that wasn't the first time they were hacked. That was the second time they were hacked. There we go. Let's see. Breaking news coming from Ray Redacted. Uh, BitThumb is being Breaking. hacked at its EOS cold storage level. Over 3 million EOS has been transferred out. Eyeballs, 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 emojis. Uh, and then detail to be reported, confirmed by security firm who's auditing BitThumb. Uh, so 
Chell says they've been hacked before, so on and so forth. I made a comment. How does an exchange cold wallet get jacked? And that was a type error because I'm typing on my phone. Um, guess it wasn't very cold. Mm-hmm. Tinto says, uh, pwn various computers at an exchange and wait for the cold wallet to be connected to one of them. Cold wallet doesn't never doesn't mean never attached ever. And that's where he's wrong. Yes, it does. It means never attached ever. Literally, the definition of cold wallet means that it never, the keys, the keys themselves never touch the internet. Never. So the question is, how does an exchange cold wallet get, get hacked? Inside job. Why are people using these? Why don't people just use like one of the top 10 exchanges? Why do the people use these weird? Because you can get other crypto, you can get altcoins easier on the say altcoins like EOS isn't isn't very prevalent around a lot of exchanges for trading. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it is. I haven't been on exchanges lately, but uh, the smaller exchanges will typically have uh, they they maybe offer better deals like really low fees because they're trying to attract volume. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe that because they have low volume or low liquidity for various things, people who have who aren't whales but have a modest amount can potentially um, have larger effects on these exchanges based on their own movement, whereas they wouldn't do anything in a larger, like a larger liquidity pool. I don't know. Like there's, there's gotta be reasons because they keep popping up. Like wasn't, weren't y'all saying that this year's the year of exchanges? Yeah. That's the way it feels like from the headlines, at least is that there's way, there's so many exchanges, which is, it's almost like, it's I like your pendulum analogy with Angus Corey because the pendulum started with just one exchange, Mount Gox, and we all saw how terrible that is. And then we swung it all the way to the other side where, hell, me, us three right here, if we put our brains together for a month, could probably launch an exchange. Race even talked about it in the Slack. He just talked about how yeah. like it just it's it's like most of these exchanges is like a couple of cloud infrastructure, like a little bit of cloud infrastructure and like three people. Like I I legit would want to do that for our community is our community starts a, a exchange. But the also thing that I don't like about starting exchange is jail. And I would like to avoid that. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, so now we're in a time where there's like three bajillion exchanges and people are losing their money. And it's like, well, when it's Joe, Jeff and Lamar, they're running a fucking exchange. Why's it gotta garage. be dudes? Why's it gotta be dudes? Hashtag feminism. Well, Jeff is unisex. Uh, <laughs> so, Joe, Jeff, Jeffra, me off guard. Jeffra, are in their garage tinkering away with laptops and AWS. Then you get hacked and you lose your money. But like we've said from lots of times, not your keys. Not your, crypto. not your crypto. There we yeah. go. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, didn't know if you were waiting on somebody or just actually taking a drink of your coffee. Um, but I'm kind of curious. Oh. Like, how did that go ahead, Jello? Oh, well, I was going to change the topic, but we're going to stick on it. Go I was it. just curious. Like, how does a cold wallet get exchanged? Like, how does a cold wallet get hacked in an exchange? It's like, one, it's probably not a cold wallet. They just called it that. That's what I was thinking. And like, like I would imagine based on most everything I've seen under the surface uh, for for crypto companies is that it's it's like it's poorly run. Or like they just they just say the words that need to be said, and in the back end they're like it's like I mean that that one analogy with the you know with the the picture of a duck on the on the water it's like it's so calm and peaceful on top on the surface, and underneath it's like just vehemently moving and going looking crazy and shit. Like that's that's such a good analogy for most things in the world. Mm. Once you get under the surface, things are a, a, a shithole. Like, I, like if everyone, you know, of pure chaos or pure, pure uh, or disorganized, yep. so on and so Everybody's forth. Everybody's got a junk drawer. Everybody's got that closet they don't want people to open. <laughs> I mean, it just is the way it is. Um, I hope it, that I hope that changes, but you know, I don't think they stole EOS, so no one cares. <laughs> EOS is a dumpster fire. I'm I'm curious. I want to try building something on it and see what it's like. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It it could work great, but like in terms of throughput, 
and so on and so forth. But the, the amount of control that the basically centralized uh, block miners or, or have is 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 absurd. <laughs> so it's like it's not really a blockchain. It's just it's just like a ball. Mm. What's the point of it then? And why do people like it so much? I mean, it was number what one or two or three or whatever on the Chinese executive because they can. I was gonna say, why are so many of those people Chinese? That's what I was gonna say next. Right. <laughs> but is it Laramore like he's yeah he's like he controlling that? doesn't give a shit. He's just he's oh. he's collected so much money that he probably doesn't care about anything anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm under the impression. The one, right? I'm under the impression now that Dan Larimer is a engineer that people use to make things so that they can take advantage of those things. He just he's just yeah. like, yeah, I'll make that, and then he makes it, and then they put all the blame on him as this technical, beautiful genius of the world, this wonderful mind, and they just pay him a shitload of money, and he just doesn't he just doesn't care and walks away. He's done it for all other projects. I mean, if you had it like that, right, if you could make something that a lot of people were going to use and you could make pretty good short term profit off of your time, you do it. I'm so not, that's why I I'm not hating on him too much. It's just it's, I people it. put a lot of stock in him. Mm. He won't interview anybody. We've tried having him on interviews multiple times. I want him on a out. ghost. Yeah, he's that just like, why would I want to talk to people? I'm making untold millions of dollars for just stuff that I come yeah. up with. The proof is in the pudding, baby. He's got that Larimer stamp on it, baby. <laughs> That's probably how he talks. He doesn't want anybody to know. He t- he talks like a Mississippi pimp. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to go on. Yeah, baby, I built that steamship like so long ago. I didn't think it was going to take off, baby, but it did. <laughs> That's Dan Larimer. I had a job interview at EOS, and when it got to the stage where I was going to interview with him, he no-showed. So he probably doesn't even exist. <laughs> so he's a fake person? No, I've yeah. seen him. I've literally... See them and ask them questions. So I know he exists. We got that going for us. He doesn't sound like a Mississippi pimp. No, he was really he was really nervous in front of a very small amount of people. Oh, like socially awkward kind of. And then he had like this ragtag group of people around him that are like you know really charismatic and and, and showmen, and they're like, yeah, that's what he said. Let me take it a little further for you. That's Wait, weird. so his that's entourage weird. are enthusiastic geeks? No, they weren't geeks. They were like. They're like businessmen. That and like Brock Pierce. Oh, okay. Brock Pierce is on the stage too, wearing some getup. That was strange. Jeez, oh, not Brock. This Pierce. is when they announced us. I was there in some like side room. And I asked them a bunch of questions, and they're like, "No, don't worry about it." I would be surprised if you made the Tron operating. System. I think EOS is I big enough for him to just stay for a long time. Like he could make things within EOS. I don't think he'll leave that. It's too big, unless it just becomes. Completely aware that it's 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 a one hundred percent garbage. That he mm. may leave to build something new. We got to talk about Tron. Yeah, no, we up? don't. Yeah, we do. Why? We Why? just talked about EOS because for a while. I talk about Tron. We're going to talk about Tron because Mr. Ray Redacted said that there's no way that he's going to give out a Tesla, and I argued against him. But he said the way they're going to give the Tesla is they're going to have like a predetermined winner and then they'll just keep it in the system didn't and they I, already not do was, that didn't they just say like oh no tesla just like forty thousand dollars hey man let me let me tell my story sorry let me tell my story all right well Corey, spoiler alert i've, I've ruined a lot of movies for you so i guess we're even basically <laughs> that's what happened it's true but he did something really shitty man he he added a parameter that people can only win when they when they Twitter hashtag TRX, and I didn't know that. So basically, if you retweet and follow him, you're in the drawing. And then he, he switched something up after he got like 300,000 new followers. Oh, that's and weird. Then, didn't see that coming. Yeah. He uploads a video where the Twitter profile of the winner, and then he congratulates the guy that won the Tesla, and the guy was like, oh my God, I missed day of my life. And then he deletes the video, and then... Uh, the he said, you're not going to get it. I'm sorry. And then he goes, what the fuck, man? What am I supposed to do now? Like, I already told my friends and family I'm winning a t-, And he was like, it's not happening. So he was very transparent that it was a scam. That Ray was like, well, it's going to be this carefully orchestrated thing where he's going to keep it in the family. And I was like, nah, nah son, worth like a I got the followers. I'm good. Yeah, but he's not. He, he can't even pretend that he isn't a scammer. So he's terrible at faking it. The whole thing was a very transparent high publicized I feel like, I feel like you're like 
pleased with it. Like they're like, well, job well done. <laughs> He's such no, a transparent scammer. Um, that, I don't think that was cool. Okay, I don't thank know. You. That's the next. That's too scammy. That's next level scammy. That's bullshit, is what it is. But I don't I know. I it's have like, like two Tron. I guess I should probably sell that. No, you have more than that because you have more ETH than that, and your my ether wallet's probably yeah. Something got airdropped to me a long time ago, and I just never touched it. Yeah, I've I have some thousands of Tron because of the airdrops, but that's worth like no monies. So. But now we're in this this peculiar position where we have a very, very influential, obvious scammer, and it's not good for the space. He's got a lot of, yeah. I mean, he's at his own summit. He's got, a, you know, more Twitter followers. I don't care if they're bots. It's still poll mm-hmm. leverage. To and, quote uh, Sir Little Wayne, uh, and Cello, you actually used this quote before, is uh, real G's move in silence like lasagna and the people that are legitimate in the space, the true G's just, just, Oh, clever little Wayne. Sorry. Did you never get that line? I never even heard that line until you just said it. Are you serious? (laughs) That was a pretty big line, man. I'm sure I did, but he was so far. It was so long ago. I've slept since then. Yeah. My favorite was like, why do people keep saying goat? I'm like, Corey, let me let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Before the show, we had to explain Corey what dead ass was, or that people were saying it. He's like, what's dead ass? I don't even know what that means. We shouldn't have to keep up with slang anymore, though. We're over 30. So, I mean... I don't know. I think dead ass means, like, I'm serious, but I don't... It does. It means, like, it's the same thing as low-key. Like, when I was teaching, like, five, six years ago, the kids would say, low-key... I'm about to tear this shit up. Like they were talking about their food or they were talking about their girlfriend or something. And I was like, you know, if you make the announcement, it's no longer low key. Everybody knows it's high key. Everybody knows yeah. what you're thinking. Like low key, Mr. Ferguson, that's legit response. I was like, wait, no, <laughs> you're not getting it. They're like, I know one thing, low key, this butcher's chicken is about to be delicious. And I'm like, you don't make an announcement. Anyways, mm. Um, mm. where was I? Yeah, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Shout out to Lil Wayne. But yeah. the people that are actually doing shit in the space are quiet. And that is the problem. And then there's not enough like genuine people that can amplify their signal over the bullshit. And I think that's going to be a problem forever. Because it's the problem in, in regular world, too. It's a problem in the GPP area. Can I right. can I uh, use another Lil Wayne quote? Yes, you may. Yeah. All right, uh, Justin Sun, you're too weak, like 14 days. That's a Lil Wayne quote. Oh, because seven plus seven is okay. Mm-hmm. He's a poet. He is. He's a modern day Shakespeare. <laughs> Corey's just dead ass looking at us. <laughs> yep. Like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, here's right. another one of mine. <laughs> Excuse uh. my charisma. Vodka with a spritzer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It must be fun to be a rapper, really, because they honestly don't believe their own lives. Like, I rhymed down with town, and now I have a mansion. It's going down. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, when you rhyme down with time. All the down, all the time. Mansion. Anyway. Uh, anyway um... <laughs> Enough about scams and Tron. I don't even. I don't even like talking about Tron. It's like giving. Well, it's negative. I'm done with Tron. Oh, if you're that's, a, that's a positive thing. Right. That's a positive thing because you were like, you were like, you were pushing it. I wasn't pushing it. You were talking about the eff- efficacy of um, marketing, and you you have a, a billion dollar market cap. You can't give away a thirty five thousand dollar car legitimately. Come on, it's worth it. You can't even do that. I'm disappointed. I think the keyword there is legitimately. I mean, it's like it's a parking ticket in the grand scheme of things. Why can't you just give away a simple car? And you know he's got like all that money. Like it's not, it's not like it's like evenly distributed across the network. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's him and his other ten wallets that he, <laughs> that he made. That's that's pure speculation. I have not even done an iota of research on Tron, other than the fact that it's garbage. 
There's something that I'd like to bring up, guys. And you guys know I love it when the world agrees with me. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Eric Voorhees, he said, he said, Bitcoin is in his adolescence now. Yeah, Corey, what do you think about that? Almost verbatim. Motherfucker is extra wrong. <laughs> you sure he's wrong? Because he's one of the OGs of this shit. Like, I've if talked we to were him. To I know him. Yeah, he's wrong. It's fine. It was if a paid we tweet by the paid tweet by the by the big adolescence. Yeah. Crypto Adolescence Club. Yeah. They paid for that. <laughs> by the way, maybe crypto should adopt that. We should just elect your kid is going nuts in the background, dude. Yeah, let me handle that. Be right back. <laughs> let me go handle that shit. Someone about to get power bomb. <laughs> uh crypto needs to elect some old ancients that sit on top of a mountain. And if you have something you want to do to the protocol, you've got to climb that mountain and talk to them. And they could say no. Like on 300, when he was like, hey, guys, I'm going to go fight uh, these, uh, what, are they, what are they, Persians. I'm going to go fight these Persians. And Leonidas had to climb the mountain. Talk to the and oracle. he got up there. Huh? Talk to the oracle. Yeah, the or- like all of the oracles. And they're just like sitting around dying slowly. And you're like, Voorhees, I'd like to make a changement to the protocol. And it's like, no. I think I think those guys have gotten to the point. Like, I'm not saying Voorhees in general, but you can't have right. that much pressure put on you and expect be expected to understand everything because the space moves too fast. Nope. I mean, look at like re- the discussion we just had with Christy about ProgPal. Mm-hmm. Like that's a complicated subject, and there is a tremendous amount of social argument around it and how it's done. And so, like, there's something that was brought up. Um, so, since that conversation, I have been following um, it in all of the channels, like the Allcore Devs and the Prog Power Review channel on Gitter, and all, all these places where all like the majority of the core devs are there discussing it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's still quite controversial, and it's like people like. And, and Christy brought up something that I thought was interesting is like, yes, these decisions, these EIPs or BIPs or changes in protocol um, affect specific people. And it's obvious that the people that these protocol changes affect are going to have a heavier opinion. Like we don't mm-hmm. need to get consensus from everyone, from everything, all of the time if it doesn't really affect people. If they're more than welcome to bring it in, but we don't have to get it. Like we should be listening or or trying to get consensus from the people it actually does affect. So for like a mining change, we should be listening probably a little more to the miners because it affects them and not as heavily on like DAP developers because it doesn't really affect them unless it's, unless it's something that's drastically unfair and gives them a a heavier incentive or weight of uh, like overall consensus in the ecosystem later on down the line. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and DAP developers are like, I don't really care what they think. It's like, well, who gives a shit? Like, this isn't this isn't something that affects you, and you should care what they think because they're part of the ecosystem. Do you think that maybe the economic incentives aren't good enough to where there's that much dissent on which route to take? What do you mean? Oh, for okay. instance, for 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 a little back end. If no one understands what this is, ProgPal is a proposed protocol change that adds some um, programmatic extra, proof of work. Extra, yeah, programmatic proof of work. It's a protocol change for Ethereum that adds a little bit more uh, computational complexity to the way mining works, so that it utilizes the entire GPU and not just part of it to make it um, more efficient, mostly efficient on on a GPU, which is a commoditized hardware. So making an ASIC. The goal is if you make an ASIC for this particular algorithm, it ends up being a GPU. So that way, like, no, one, no one's economically incentive to make it. That's the core idea behind it. They're talking about implementing it, and there's a lot of arguments around whether or not they should, what's the point of moving to POS, et cetera, et cetera. You can look it up. It's it's a thing. But like, yeah. And it's for, from what I understand, there's ASICs here. They're no longer on the horizon for Ethereum. Better. 50 um, times better than, better than a GPU. Which also, um, never mind. But there's ASICs here, and 
the transition period between proof of work and proof of stake. Anyone that has ASICs would have an unfair advantage and would have much larger stake than everyone. But my argument there is miners already have much larger stake than everyone physically, like emotionally, mentally. They're the ones securing it. They're the ones that are mining on the blockchain. Yeah, but they don't care. Like we've, we've had that discussion before. Miners yeah, don't they're, care about the community. They care about making greedy, money for running a business. That greed is so pure that it actually protects everyone else. Yeah, sure, that's fine. And like, it has the failsafe of if I'm over greedy and I have too much of this blockchain, if I have too much stake in this, no one's going to use my shit in the first place. So I just have to be just greedy enough to keep the system going. The key to that greed is that you can't it, it can't be a centralized greed. It can't be like only available to so many people. Yeah, but when we mined, me, you and Cello and the one other guy, whatever his name, Gray was, yeah. Right. We were quote unquote a central thing. We were mining the same things, we were using the same stuff. We what were are you talking about I'm talking about when we mined Litecoin a long time ago. We weren't central. We all mined this. We used the same technology. We had damn near the same rigs. What were those? Uh, RX. They were GPUs. Those GPUs. They were available to people. We didn't have to have some business relationship to somebody in order to get access to something that's available to mine a cryptocurrency. But what if we got good at it and we started wearing suits and we had more money? We would have built big ass buildings full of GPUs. GPUs. They're available to everyone. They weren't only available through some back-end deal through a business or, or I needed $14 million to start uh, some you know, uh, mining farm oh, somewhere. Well. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't, if they're available to everyone and it's commodity hardware, then you don't have a small set of people who are capable of manufacturing these things that have a large churn, meaning that like, something I buy isn't obsolete in six months. Hold up, Watts. Hold up, Watts. I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. I just want to ask Cello a question. Cello, are you there? Yeah, what's up? If those video cards had been $250 more, would they have been available to us? No. Absolutely not. They wouldn't have had a market if they were $250 more. Somebody buys that shit, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like the centralization occurs regardless. Yeah, GPUs are technically available. But ain't nobody, nobody is going to go out buying 15 fucking graphics cards to mine unless they've got the enough manufacturing money process. To, to the, the manufacturing process and the distribution process. Anyone can do that. Anyone has the capability of doing that. Not everyone will. Of course not. Mining will always be a smaller subset of people because there's a smaller subset of people who are interested in doing it. It's about the manufacturing process and the motivation behind that manufacturing and the availability of it. Like People aren't making GPUs that only mine. GPUs are used for a tremendous amount of things, which means that the manufacturing process isn't solely motivated to catering to a one specific person. That's a very important detail. Yeah, I mean, it is. I'm just being the, um, what's it called? Devil's Advocate? I'm just being the Purple Raven. The, oh, Devil's Advocate? Purple Raven. Did you just make that up? Yeah. No. <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I see the advantage. I definitely do of making it more, um, even, even if a video card goes from 150 bucks to 600 bucks, there's still going to be more people that participate if there's not ASICs just lawn mowing the whole damn mining space like there is in Bitcoin. Like, think about all the mining, My- mining farms in America that don't exist because we didn't have access to hardware that could actually participate on a time scale that was efficient. Yeah. So people couldn't, people could not run like legitimate businesses on it. It was impossible because we'd get mining hardware that would be obsolete to contribute to the total hash rate by the time that the people who had these business deals got them firsthand. That aggravates me because that 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 boils back to incentives as well. It's like, is the, are the incentives of mining new Bitcoin not enough for somebody in America to do some research and stop letting China just take the mining? Well, the, the problem is that China has has the largest, cheapest manufacturing process of these of, of these chips. I mean, like the, the the mining the mining manufacturing is happening so close to the source of where the chips are in the manufacturing process that. 
There, there's no there, there's no place in the world where that could have happened, based on these particular types of chips. Man, it was it was it, it was way too specialized and way too easy to build chips. Also, the other part of that is that because these types of machines hadn't caught up to Moore's law, the manufacturing process, like by the time you released one version, you could you could make, you know, you could innovate on that design Master. and make something incredibly more efficient on lower power that made that immediately made that next generation obsolete because they hadn't caught up to Moore's law, which is how like basically the rest of the tech community was operating on. Maybe they're there now. Man, if you want to know about cheap manufacturing processes, you take a trip about 35 miles south of anywhere on the Texas border into Mexico, and you'll see some cheap manufacturing processes. Damn. Shout out to Tesla. <laughs> Tesla? I, I shouldn't have just said that, but I know things. <laughs> but that's the fact of the matter is that there's other places where cheap manufacturing can be done i just don't think the incentives are aligned enough for somebody not, to not for chips not for, not for these shenzhen is where it's at shenzhen man do but, people still mind by shoving video cards in the cpus now or do we just have dedicated mining I mean, systems now yeah they're still like GPU rigs like we had that are still being used for like the Zcash. I think you could still do it for Ethereum. Yeah, people in our Slack still do it. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of coins people still do it. I'm like pretty sure. Isn't it isn't easier to get an all-in-one system though rather than piecemeal it together? I don't know. I personally liked it because it was fun. Like that's I did it because like yeah. it, it taught me a lot. It was I, I like building computers. I learned a lot about the process, the pools, the software, that the you know the lack of software. I'm building dioramas, so that's why I was into it. I'm that guy. So. Would, we, would we have done it, though, if there was like a $600 all-in-one machine? Uh, probably. Yeah, I would have. It was I so early that we were excited. ASIC, but it would have been a waste of money because by the time it, I got to, by the time it got to me from China, they would have had like a generation or two ahead of me, and I would have just been wasting electricity. So, Well, that's, I mean, that's cool. If that's, if, but if you're trying to make, run a business and start a profit, then... That's not cool. Yeah. The, we also had we, the idea of getting a Bitcoin ATM. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I thought it would have been okay, but. but do I, we want to talk about these penny phones? We should probably do that. Yes. Yeah, I actually like. <laughs> I like it. So we got. All, we we got, we finally got our penny phones. I yeah. opened mine up. I would use it, but I have Google Fi, and that requires special software to have all of the features and options that Google Fi offers. And since that's not the case, I won't use it. I am a little upset that it's on an older version of Android, though. Mm. Y'all notice that? I haven't. Used I it. still have mine in the freezer. Yours, is, yours is actually sitting on my desk. I know. I was <laughs> making a joke about how I'm gonna badly do it. I I'm going to do an unboxing of it. Box sponsor. Oh, yeah. I can, I can only um, talk to the build quality. It's good. And there's a lot of space. It's like overkill how much space. It's a little heavy. It's heavy. Um, but I haven't used it yet because I'm, I'm very weary about a customer support team not being in the same country as oh, me. You use yeah. a Huawei phone. Yeah, but I mean, I can go down to my AT&T realtor and they know what phone it is. If I take this down, they'll be like, what the fuck is this? Blockchain. What? There's a wallet? I don't know what you're talking about. Please leave. Yeah, they just but they just say it's got Android what on it. Okay, cool, we're fine. Yeah, like I'm the only per. I think I'm like one of ten people probably in you're, Texas that has yeah. this. You're not an early even adopter though, Joe. Not you're even your own. Not even support. Yeah. You're your you're your own support. No. Uh, I'm the only person in Maryland that has this phone. Yeah, so I'm afraid That's to cool activate thing, it for sure. But uh, like, um, I, I would like to use it. I would prefer to use it, but I'm not getting rid of Google Fi. It's, it's, I'm gonna give it to one of my cousins as like a graduation present, and say, "Hey, it could I got serve. you this, it could I got serve you this luxury as a, phone." Dual engineered, huh? It could it's serve a, as a wonderful cold wallet. Like you could just use it as like a two FA machine that basically you set up a backup of all your two FA codes and use it as a cold wallet because the because the wallet seems nice. I haven't been able to like really dig into it or get the software or anything like that, but uh, it's it's yeah. fluid. Play with a few transactions like on it. Pops up from the back of the phone. Yeah. I've always thought things like that were kind of slick. I'm curious to see, like, once it gets a little more uh, put out, 
what some of the security uh, pen testers do to it to see if they can if they can mess with that physical connection or, or, or log into it. Alyssa, the name is stupid. It's such a it's such a tank of a phone. It's like what you got there? Oh, I have the Finny. I have a Finny. <laughs> it's, it's named that, after Hal Finney. Yeah, but no one knows that. Yeah, yeah. Let me call you on my Finny. Guys, it's your Finnies. I left my Finny <laughs> in my car. Let me go get my Finny. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. They should have called it like, you know. Yeah, but I don't I don't say, um, let me go get my Pixel. I said, where's my phone? Like everyone just says like no one no one calls their phone yeah. what it is. They're hoping my wife calls do. it a galaxy. Really? Let me go get my galaxy. That yeah. Weird. <laughs> They're hoping that you do. Hey, you paid nine hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, for uh, like a for a, a portable computer. I don't say let me go get my uh, you know Ryzen CPU. No, but like instead of saying uh, you know let me get my laptop, I'll say well let me go get my MacBook. So I don't know, maybe I'm guilty of it. Yeah, that's I think it's an it's Apple a status thing. thing. People yeah. buy Apple products for status. <laughs> that's okay. I can give you that. That that may be one reason why people say that type of shit is like, hey, look what I got that you don't, son. Yeah, and this is a thousand dollar phone. So the, the reason I buy Apple phones and why I'm slowly getting more and more Apple products is because I appreciate the reliability of them. I will say one thing about the Finny phone that I found hilarious is their terms and conditions. Oh, laid on us. It was like, I mean, here's your too long, too long didn't read. I actually read it all. I read all of them just because I was curious. And it was, the too long didn't read is um, we have the right to take whatever data we want and share it with whoever we want, whenever we want. We have the right to keep all of this information unless you ask us to because we're GDPR compliant. And I'm still not sure if they do that. Like, it's like, it was basically like, this is a surveillance machine. We're mm. telling you in the terms and conditions. We have the right to, you, to, to do all of these things if we want to. And like, it, it starts off with like, we hold your, your, your data sacred to us. You know, you know, this is giving you the, you know, we're giving you the options to store this and keep things yourself in the most secure way. We have the right to look at all these things and take it. <laughs> it's like it's it starts off with like good ideals, not really. Mm. But as, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a phone, and you, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if all other phones do this, right? Mm. They take as yeah, many like, metrics uh, as they can, send them back to the mo- the mothership so they can make better decisions on how to, who to advertise to, how to advertise, how to change their phones, et cetera. That's, we'll that's be, business today. We'll be talking about something on the couch verbally, and then like two hours later, there'll be an ad for it on the phone. And it freaks my wife out like all the time. And I'm like, yeah, they're literally yeah. listening to you. I had a friend on Amazon. I, I had a buddy, a friend. Who worked at Amazon? Who basically said like, you know, there's 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 transcriptions that you they use them in court of all the shit you just normally say in your house. Yeah, don't they get away with it because it's like they they take the little bit of audio data while the app is open and they store it on your phone. No, it's in servers. It's, it. it's in some bucket somewhere. But it's you signed the agreement. Yeah. You, I read you an article on um, turned it on. I read, yeah, I read an article on Wired that said that that's the loophole for all these large companies is that while the app is open, even if it's been open recently and it's like in the passive area, it's recording your audio locally on the phone. And then when you open it next time, then it syncs to Facebook and you send that makes it, sense. it gets yeah. sent there. That, make, that makes like technical sense on why it would do that because it'd be, you know, it'd be stupid yeah. to do it a different way. Because I've always wondered, why does my Facebook app get larger and larger mysteriously? I'm not storing things in it, and I, it's I not getting dramatically <laughs> larger use case. It just gets larger. It gets several megabytes larger it's all your, every month. It's all your, your friends' kids and, and dog pictures and, and stupid But they don't memes. get stored on your computer. On your, sorry, on your, well, it is a computer, but they don't get stored on your phone. Could for a cache. You know, I don't know. I could be caching all this stuff. C A C H E, not C A S H. Yeah, we got to say the right cash for the people in the crowd. But anyways, it's creepy shit, and I hate it when it happens. And we tested it, and it it usually happens like within three days. If you're talking about something, then you get a magic ad on Facebook. And it's like what? Back to the Finny phone. Like I would use it if I didn't have Google Fi. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'm waiting. I don't know why, but I'm waiting. I wouldn't buy it. Because I don't spend that much money on phones. Yeah. 
thing that sucks is because I use Apple, I'll never have a native wallet that's crypto friendly unless the banks start adopting crypto mm -hmm. in a way that's large for the public. Then Apple would have something. Yeah, get an Android, man. Get out of that Apple Apple fan. fan man, boys. they're just not reliable. I had them before. They break. When? When you were 13? The times have changed. No, man, they're very reliable. I was like 25, 26. Just they're stopped very working. reliable. Well, they're also highly attackable. Because so everyone iPhone. uses them. Yeah, but... Like, your uh, arguments are not good. I think they're fine. You're, you're on Facebook, so like that's the most highly targetable, highly attackable <laughs> Get the fuck of all out of time. here. And you, you use it just to you know look at people's cats. Is it worth it? I do not look at people's cats on Facebook. Only thing I do on Facebook is low-key <laughs> um, promote my own shit. That's what I do. <laughs> like, like a normal 30-year-old man. Hey, fuck the news. Go look at what I'm doing. That's an MLM of knowledge instead of product. There you go. And my CBD oil, I got to sell that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, we've gone a little bit off the rails. Um, the crypto is rather boring in bear markets. I agree with you, Cello. For real, I haven't, uh, I haven't looked at like I remember. I, I remember spending a lot of time looking at the price, figuring out what's going on, trying to think about what's going on, how different news affected the price, making trades. Mm -hmm. no, I don't do any of that anymore. None of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I used to say like the bear market is bad for the space. And you guys were like, oh, that's just because you're not going to be making money. And I'm like, no, it's just how many people initially are interested in something, lose interest, and then gain interest in it again. It rarely happens. So all those people that hit you up for middle school during the last bull run, there's a fat chance that they're going to be interested in this thing again. The that's waves, literally what happened to me, though. Yeah, but just the waves of interest and non-interest, the cycles that the crypto space goes in, it's not good for mass adoption. You know what I'm saying? It's like a Madden game. Oh, Madden 16 was really good, but it was garbage 17, 18, and 19. But it was good again in 2020, you know? I don't want the crypto space to have these crypto, lulls in it. Crypto is the Madden series? That's a pretty good one. I guess. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. <laughs> but, I mean, it it still works. I mean, that that's just... Yeah, it still it does all that stuff better than it used to. But even when we were, we were into it. Like, I, 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 ex I don't expect people to be like me. To be as invested like yeah. with my time with their time as I invest my time with the space to like change my entire career path to be inside the space. I don't. That's that's yeah. why I pretty much say the same shit I say all the time. Is that in the end, I think mass adoption looks like people using the technology built by people like me, and they don't even know it. And yeah. I think we're financially in a different space too. I don't mean like we have like mountains we're not duck mcscrooge what scrooge i mean McDuck. is that we scrooge mcduck there we go my bad uh shit together. we got in just early enough and had an effective strategy enough to where we don't care about all the bullshit because i had a friend visit me from out of town he flew in to visit me and he was way into crypto like he was on binance 24 7 during this whole visit he's like have you heard about uh zoltcoin have you heard about um twinkie twinkie dollars have you heard about and i was like what is all that shit and he's like man i'm deep in it man what about dags are you into dags i was like <laughs> i don't you talking about distributed and he's like yeah man it's the next big you gotta throw some money into it man and i'm like um no and i was like i i don't really worry about those things and he told me flat out he said yeah you don't worry about those things because you've got Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ether. Like a lot of people don't have that. And we're trying to catch up. And I was like, oh, that's not how that's it works. Like, that's, the, yeah. that's literally how none of this works. It's yeah. Like, I was like, showing a meme of like right. that Geico commercial. It's like, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> yeah. That's not how this works. You can, you can like, have those. You yeah. can still buy it. It's perfectly fine. It's actually yeah. like Ether is cheaper than it was before the massive run, run up started. Yeah. Go I get mean, some. <laughs> these cycles come and go and i don't think they're ever going to go away i think they're going to be boom and bust cycles for the next 18 years easy and then well, it's just once, I, I don't know about man it's going to take a long the fact of the matter people don't like to hear it 
And I'm more than welcome for someone to get a Negro Domus tattoo of my face whenever it happens. Is crypto ain't taking taking off until banks adopt it. Mm. Man, you guys are just shitting on the revolution more and more. I don't agree with that. Yeah, this... it's gonna okay. So there was Netscape that made internet really really popular. It was only really popular to power users, and then once these rando companies that had money behind them started making it easier for people to get onto this kooky internet thing, it popped off, right? Those big companies like AOL and Yahoo were backed by a lot of money. Well, the same thing is going to happen here. There's some power users of crypto, and it's going to be cute for a long time until some company that's backed by a big company makes something that's easy for people to use. It's in their phones. It's on their computer. Click, click, boom. They've got crypto. Maybe they're earning crypto by surfing websites. Phones are already putting crypto wallets. Like we're what, I guess ten years in now. But like, we even call it Ethereum because the S10 doesn't even have. Don't get me wrong, the implementation sucks. But like the S10 has a crypto wallet in it. You can. It's native in in the phone. Like phones, the things that everyone has, which we said should be the entryway for people actually using this stuff, are putting wallets natively in the phones. Did a, did yes. a bank do that? What else are they doing besides putting a wallet on the phone? It's, you, had, you have to have access to the to the hardware before you can start finding applications that actually make it easy to use. You is don't that need phone, a bank to do all this stuff? Is that phone? Uh, what telecom. If anything, telecoms are, are are probably something worth worrying about. Is it an SPV node or is it just a light client? It's a light client. I mean, I, it's just—it's a wallet. It's not—it's not a node. They're running nodes. They're just—they're they're allowing people to the keep their keys. Nodes, it's key management right? on a phone. If a wallet's an SPV node, isn't it a node then? It depends on how you want to look at it, and it also depends on the chain. Drastically depends on the chain. But like, it's, uh, at the end of the day, it all boils down to key management. And the ability for people to maintain their keys, sign transactions. I mean, the, the, the node part is where they're having to figure out what addresses or keys have associated account, uh, amounts to them. So the safest way to do that is to run a full node so that you have the entire blockchain. Phones aren't going to do that. So you're going to run a light client where they basically ping out uh, other, other full nodes to request information on the keys that they control inside of their own phone. I just think that no company in crypto has enough money to shove this down people's throats. That's that's probably true. That's why I'm saying like telecoms are probably going to be what you should be worrying about because one, they have a lot of influence over a lot of things, just like banks do. And it's only going to get worse with things like 5G. Ugh. Like things had to be shoved down people's throats and it costs a lot of money to do that these days. And it's just annoying. Like TikTok, I'm sad that I know what TikTok is, but it's been shoved down my throat as a person who uses the internet I don't know every day. Is. It's hmm. like the new Vine where there's like little videos of I've people never heard of that. doing hmm. what about Vine? You never heard of Vine? I remember Vine being a thing. I never I was never on it though. The uh the villain in John Wick three is called the TikTok man. That's interesting. That movie sounds is, like it, it's is there is there uh trailers for that? Yes, yeah. so good. But I don't know. Watch maybe I'm being, today. maybe I'm not being, maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic. That's yeah, all. The, there's, you have the association of money. So you think banks are going to be the ones that are behind it. But I think banks are just going to try and implement it and and steal a lot of the thunder that open blockchains offer and, and, and rewrap it as something that's the same or to just make their, their, inner, their, their innards more efficient so they can make more money on the things they already do. They have they have they've yeah. cornered a market. They can probably maintain cornering it for a while. Well, crypto is struggling quite a bit with getting people into the space outside of financial incentives. And then once they're think... really in the space, they're like, "Oh, wait, I'm doing this for financial incentive." I don't think people. I should be rethinking this, but like, when all of this is. Is like in my in my opinion, if I were to like think about that of the future, if if it were like mass adopted and everyone's using it, I don't think people will be buying the base layer chains. They could, but they probably won't be. It's going to be businesses that build on top of them. 
buy in because they need some stake or they need to offer their users some some function that requires the token to actually work but they don't actually end up using it they just provide it as a service yeah i think that's money off that mass adopters that are gonna not be able to benefit from the from the base layer they could you could like it's the same thing with like all the lightning stuff right you can use lightning network to do microtransactions or just go to the chain and use that you're always going to be able to go to the chain and use it it's just why What's the point? Like, there's like for right now, there's not a lot of things that everyday people, or at least in like the you know, the West, who have access to all the technology and bank infrastructure to use something like Bitcoin. They don't need it. People in the rest of the world do, so they need access to that to be able to do that. But like, what's the reason if you have access to all this other stuff to use the chain outside of like pure ideological reasons for things outside of the U.S. Not, not a lot. And so yeah, no, like, the businesses that build on top of that can actually maybe offer services and, and stuff like that that you can't do elsewhere that are better, cheaper, faster, more reliable, more secure, whatever. So they should be invested in the main chain and then offer their, their, their services to someone else that, that do that type of stuff. That's how I think it's going to be more likely, a, re, like a, a more realistic scenario of adoption. You still have the yeah, option. I mean, you always have the adoption. option. Doesn't doesn't require everyone being on the main chain. It just does. I know I break a lot of hearts out there when I say that, but people just don't care. And the ones that massively adopt are basically forced to because everyone else is doing it, and they're they're missing out on basic shit because they haven't adopted it. Think about the person right now who's not on the internet. They're a waste of space. It's like it's, it's hard to even talk to them because they haven't adopted the internet and it's like we have nothing you can't keep up fast enough you don't know what email is you don't know what a text is probably i can't facetime you're useless get out of the way like i can't there's nothing i could do with you they're forced to adopt it so if you get forced to adopt crypto congratulations you get none of the financial incentives uh and you've got to struggle to learn why everyone else is on it and why everyone else likes it well, no, the core's argument, they don't have to learn why. It's just going to be in the back, and that's not the revolution at all. Well, I, I, it could be because it, it, it may, like, through the things that are offered. We talked about this through ICO boom, is that, like, the, the behavior of the people who use this technology may change drastically, which could be revolutionary. Like, think about what, just, like, what the ICO boom did for young people um, and how they think about money. I mm-hmm. think that was an important change in a lot of the people who participated who were relatively young. They started thinking about what their money is doing, where to best allocate it, uh, what, like, what, what, a, what a portfolio is, um, how to make your money work for you, things like that. And that's a rich, per- that's a rich person mentality. And that's not something you're taught in schools. That's not something I was ever taught at home. You don't get that type of stuff until you start doing it, which is why, in my opinion, or it, it, it lends credence to why the rich stay rich and the poor don't. It's because they don't know how to think about money. And just by participating in this, in, in what was a revolutionary thing, regardless of how scammy or crazy it was, they, they got to participate and learn and start thinking like that, which then probably changed the way they view the world about money, how they view about business, how they view about their personal finances. And that's that, that creates an entire generation of, of, of financially smart people. And maybe that was the technology's fault. And the things that we build on top of it may start doing the same type of things to the people who use it and the businesses that are built on top of it just by nature of the way it works. If that's what happens, that's a revolution to me. For me, it's just it's the narrative. Like if I'm telling you that if you have a 401k and your employer matches it, that's essentially free money. It's just not sexy. If I tell you you can buy a, a 40 cent <laughs> Ethereum and you can 100 times your money and get a Lambo, that's that's a dopamine hit. And I don't care if you're a developer or whatever. Corey, I bet you top three most exciting moments in the space is when you jumped out of bed and saw your wallet when it exploded in the bull run. That's everyone's feelings. Like that's excitement. It was exciting to young people, old people, if you were invested in the space. It was that exciting. was the Yeah. You know, and that's when we lose that through cycles or stable coins. It, it it's not a revolution anymore. Then people are, they're not going to get excited anymore. They're just going to be using it passively. Yeah. This I think that'll lot. happen again. I still think that will happen again because I actually, I think my 
of persistence and staying in this space and working on things and trying to build infrastructure that's that gets ready for the next time it happens is my personal bet that it will happen again. I don't know what it's going to look like. We all hope that it happens. Again. I, 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 it I has to. Doesn't again. it have to? Yeah, I think it'll happen again. Oh, the boom! boom. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll be bigger than the last. I'm not one. that pessimistic. I'm excited for the boom to come again. It's just we're tired of not boom. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're. I'm personally tired of deja vu moments. Like I'm, I read all these headlines. I look at the forums, and now I understand why some of the people that were into Bitcoin in like 2010, 2011. 20, sorry, 20, the originals, though, they just have disappeared from life. They're like, look, I've made my gains. I don't want to. It's just like deja vu every time I hear the same conversations. I see the same. There's like and they multiply in amplitude. Like for every one Ken Bozak, there's like 70,000 Ken Bozaks nowadays that are like and it's like, damn, there's like we've seen. I'll never be tired of making money, though. You know what I'm saying? And if even I, us, you know saying? Like, even even <laughs> us, though, like that, that. That that's not an affront to the people that are so passionate about crypto that they they make it their life. Like, don't get me wrong, that's what the space needs. Even us, like there were what five podcasts when we started, and now there's like hundreds, right? Cello, have you said there's hundreds? We I were on a mailing list with like plus, yeah, seventy she needs plus to get fired crypto by the podcasts. Way. Like, <laughs> you know. You get kind of you get tired of the deja vu. Feeling. Can I talk about like, that? There's there are companies out there that pay PR companies to make templated emails and mass blast it. What are y'all doing, man? Pay us or something? <laughs> Why are y'all doing that? Because they're trying to take the lazy way out. But Good lord, these people they don't even know who they're by talking somebody, to. The, the company that does that, it's convinced them that they needed it, and they're like, "Yeah, it sounds great. I don't want to do that work anymore. Here, you do it." Did you yeah. see that email, Corey? It was oh, said hi, and it said close. colon contact colon, so she could <laughs> fill it in. And it's just like they're probably getting paid thousands to do that bullshit. Stop doing that, people. There's a lot of weird Lord. businesses that happen that no one knows about. Like people like make a lot of livings on things that you're like, you can make a living on that. Yeah. What? That's gross, but weird. Anyway, yeah. we should wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, real yeah, quick, like Chris Chris Rock was talking about how he lives in this prestigious neighborhood and he sees all these people wearing suit and ties, probably really important at their job. And he's like in a bathrobe and he's like, man, I just, you know, I get high and just talking to a mic about my penis. <laughs> and I have no business being in this neighborhood, but here I am. And, you know, it's it's like <laughs> so many people take different paths to end up in the same place. I think it's interesting. Mm. That is That is interesting. I hope I can walk around in a bathrobe in I the do. same place that people are wearing suits. I do. Um, <laughs> well, um, that wraps it, guys. We just wanted to to josh around with the three of us this time. We'll open the lines again next week. Um, sorry for the confusion of anyone. I know we typically record early enough for people to get in, but our lives weren't conducive to that this week, so we apologize. Thank you to everyone who's donated. Uh, thank you to everyone who participates in the Slack weekly. We love it. Invite your friends. We talk about all things in there. Sometimes it gets awkward, but we still talk about it. Um, what else do we do? The Bitcoin pot. So medium.com slash the Bitcoin podcast blog is where you'll find uh, there's like a weekly. I guess it's like our verse of, version of a week in Ethereum week to be in crypto by JT. Uh, we have. What else? All the shows. Corey has hashing it out. Crypto Bully has the bullpen. DJ has Crypto Until Infinity. Law and Blockchain Podcast. Dose of Ether. And a new on-ramping is coming. Someone what requested what? it in the DM. So it's at once a year, it's going to be a thing. We get one on-ramping a year. <laughs> um, somebody said they got into crypto in early 2017, then ignored it because it was just too much. And now they would like uh, a quick catch-up session on what's happened, and I'm like, it's ugly, but you can get that. I, I got a, I got a notion. You should do like, uh, like follow-ups on these people you'd on-ramp because you on-ramped your cousin Becky. I know she's a nurse now, and she's posing pictures of her and her Mercedes. So she has disposable income to buy crypto. Uh, uh-uh, not unless she bought a Mercedes she shouldn't have bought. You bet you don't have no Mercedes. That's my uncle's Mercedes. Oh, <laughs> shut up, <Baker. laughs>
Anyway, but the notion of like maybe following up with people that you like, hey, did, did you take what I said to heart? Are you invested or did you not care? Yeah. Kind of cool. They always check in with me uh, just because they open their Coinbase wallet and they're like, wait a second. <laughs> it's just not what you what promised you told me. me. And I'm like, that's not what I told you. I told you exactly what was going to happen. You promised me millions of dollars, G. That's I thought we were all going to have a boat. You <laughs> gave like, me investment no. advice. You heard what you wanted to hear. Um, <laughs> that's a good idea. I should check back in with him. I should see how Marcus is living. He wouldn't. Uh, I'm sure he's deep, deep in CBD opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has like five businesses. CBD opportunities. Um, yeah, so we have on ramping coming finally. Uh, hopefully, I can get that recorded. Uh, and and out to you guys. I really love doing on ramping. It just was hard to line up schedules. Um, Cello, I don't mind if you plug what you do on the yeah, network. man. Tell people about your new show. Tell people about your show, man. That shit is bomb. So when I started this, I was like, I'm not going to use the network to leverage my show, uh, but I'm going to because the downloads need some help. So, thank <laughs> you. Uh, so I started a music centered. Uh, podcast where I talk to music producers, but I'm not a music producer. So we don't talk about, we don't get into the weeds about the technical stuff. It's just conversations with music producers and we explore their 10,000 hour journey. We explore facets of creativity. So it's just long form conversations good in the music dro- space. Dro- gossip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can check that out at uh, bedroombeethovens.com. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, all, all the places you listen to podcasts. And uh, it's it's a good time. Nice. It's good. I enjoy it. Thank well you, done. man. Thank you. Get, um, uh, I'm gonna get Gary Clark Jr. on there. Yes, dude. Get 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 uh, Gordon Joseph Gordon Levin on there. Based on that whole thing he does, that's a pretty interesting platform. He hit, has. Record. hit record. That's a good idea, actually. I'm actually a hit record member, and when I, I participate in hit record, but he makes it so upfront. He's like every creative bit that you give to me is mine you're just a part of my community and you give me ideas that make me money so uh, i've been i think i think i've been involved with hit record since he made it he made it a little bit after um what's the movie with the balls inception Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's kind of cool he creates a lot of stuff from hit record um what else do we have brewing are we doing anything nifty like go anything new to the started? podcast, the Bitcoin podcast.com and yeah. click on the donate button and give us money. Yep. Do that. Um, buy the book. And you can also join the Slack. Buy the book. Go to the website, click on the buy book button and buy a book. It's cheap. It's cool. It's a conversation starter. And it's definitely a nice, I guess, recap of the mentality of all of the leaders in the space over the past three years, I'd say. I gave a copy of my book to my barber and he said, and he said, how about that? I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what, what I was expecting. What did you think was going to happen there? I don't know, man. I like my barbers. They, they take care. I take care hmm. of the people that take care of me. Instead of tipping him, did you just hand him the book? <laughs> no, <laughs> <So> upset. <laughs> upset. I got a lot of paper for you. The tips for the next <laughs> several years. I just take snippets of the book and hand it to him. Like, here's a tip for you. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everything going on. Please join the Slack. Please join the conversations. Um, they're they're vibrant. Vibrant. What did we talk about what topics? We talked about abortion. Jesus. Yeah. We, we, we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> it goes it got in. pretty deep it when they start sometimes. talking about abortion. So it gets sometimes when you let all of humanity in, you get all of humanity. So that's that happened. Uh, a lot of price talk goes on. A lot of people speculating as to what the prices are going to do, which is natural for the crypto community. I post jobs that I find on. that are available in the cryptocurrency space and the jobs. Yep. Channel. um we have a very so special power user that will let you know of all the investment activity on the planet every day <laughs> shout out like to clockwork several times shout out to alan if you're ever wondering who's getting a new round of seed investments you will never wonder again if you join our slack i, I kind of like reading those to be honest it's kind of interesting it lets you know where the money flows yeah it's, i like it it's like oh that's where all the money's going cool it keeps me up t- in uh, what what do you call them, Corey and Cello and, and cocktail conversations? 
you can be the guy that just has a little bit more knowledge. I've never said that, but okay, I'll, I'll take it. Never heard cocktail that. Come, when you're having cocktails. I know you're talking about, but don't attribute that to me. I never said that. I, I mean, it was, I was making small talk. You take everything so literally. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's I'm, wrap I'm a stickler on up. credit. <laughs> I was like, we're shoot a shit um that's all i got guys thank you for another week just the headers should be out you can go listen to that if you hadn't listened to it yet and uh crypto to affinity right that went out yesterday and dj's got a new ep coming out too so if you dig his music uh go throw some crypto his way buy his y'all y'all all right um we're on the we're on uh, the the bullpen next week. Yep, we oh, that's uh, a good conversation too. Yeah, that was solid, dead ass. Dead and ass. then uh, <laughs> low key, go listen to that. Low key, um, yep. That's that's all the things. All right, play.